Hi, and welcome to the Joyous to Be podcast. I'm your host, Dasha, and I'm so happy to have you here. Okay, imagine the life where you feel excited as you wake up every morning, where you love what you do and you feel inspired and you love the people you're going to interact with, where you feel safe and confident and calm and peaceful and happy and joyous to just be and live and explore this beautiful life looking forward to miracles that you know are on their way to you, where you trust God and are ready to co-create your amazing life with the universe, leading your people to a better, high-quality, abundant life full of magic. This is where I'm going, and on this podcast, I share with you what I learned on my way there, how to fall in love with yourself and how to believe in your dreams, how to build beautiful relationships with people around you, how to set healthy boundaries and how to stay sane and learn to trust your gut, how to shift through fears and let things be easy, and many, many more things we need to master on our way to that beautiful life. So, are you coming with me? Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is part two of my love story, I guess, my relationship story. And if you haven't heard part one, please listen to the previous podcast episode. So in part number one, I shared with you how my love life looked like from the very beginning, from uh, my very first relationship, what concepts I learned from my parents, what limiting ideas about how to build relationships uh, that I learned um, from my parents, from my family, and where it led me and how, yeah, how all my relationships looked like where was my self-esteem and how my self-image was back then. And so I ended that story by telling you about how I uh, ended my previous, my last relationship. And so after that, I realized that I am, I don't know how to build relationship. I don't I can't build a relationship I dream about and it's time for me to stop trying and stop making um, all the same mistakes and it's time for me to change something. And back then, even being like while I was still in my previous, in my past relationship, I found two Russian teachers, coaches who were talking about relationship and uh, I was learning from them but you know I was trying to um, I wasn't even trying like I tried to take some concepts from them and um, use them in the relationship I had but I, I wasn't trying that much because you know as one of those people one of those teachers said you like to to rebuild your relationship, you need to, you know, break it down till the foundation, to the foundation, and then start building it again. Uh, he was uh, giving this metaphor often where, you know, you build a house and, and the foundation was so weak and almost non-existent. And now you're trying to 
like to rebuild it because it just you know it falls down this building and you need you cannot uh, put enough stuff under it to make it work you need to uh, to actually break it down to the foundation and to start rebuilding it again and this is what I was trying to do. I was trying to fix the not working relationship for some time and then I ended it and um, and then I was ready to learn. And the first step for me was to admit that I can't. I don't know how to build relationship I dream about and that I for now choose to not build any relationship. I'm done with the relationship that I can build. I like I don't want to deal with that kind of relationship. I don't want to repeat the same relationship with different people with with different men. And um it was a big step for me to tell my mom that for now I choose to not have a relationship because I always felt Maybe not judgment. I wouldn't say judgment because she was the one who taught me to, you know, she was trying to make me hold my standards high. But, you know, we learn, I mean, we teach not by what we say, but we we teach by our example. And um, her words made sense, but the way she was acting with my dad in a relationship with my dad was like exactly what it was teaching me. And so this is why I realized that uh, neither my mom nor me, myself, know how to build a relationship. And um, it was scary for me. Back then I was 26 years old. And it was scary for me to tell my parents that I'm not gonna be looking for any relationship anytime soon because all this pressure um, that we experience as women that like if we're not married by the by the age of like 24, I don't know, 21, uh, then there's something wrong with us and we need to be like the sooner we get married, the better because otherwise, you know, it's all those stereotypes that we can't find, like that it gets harder to find relationship when we turn 30. Like the older we are, the harder it gets to build a relationship, which is a bullshit, which is like a complete lie. Don't buy into it, please, because this is just that it this is just bullshit. And so I began studying. I uh, I was listening to all sorts of uh, lectures on relationship from those two teachers, and this is this is a very important lesson I want to uh, share with you here. That don't listen to everybody. There are so many people who try to teach you about the relationship, about your business, about like everything basically. And you can't listen to them all because sometimes they say the same thing. Sometimes they contradict each other. But uh, when you listen to like, I don't know, 30 people, 20 people teaching you the same stuff over and over again, you are at like level one of all those teachings. 
And what you need to do then is find people who, who you resonate with whose teachings make sense to you and you need to go deeper with them because like you can sometimes listen to something else like to somebody else but you know you probably heard this like if if you've been in this area and sphere of um, personal growth you've probably seen this and heard this concept a bunch of times that people in the beginning of the of building their business they listen everybody's advice and people who make six figures listen advice from selected few people and that that does make sense because otherwise you just listen advice to like to everyone's advice and and you just um you're not stepping forward you're just taking all this knowledge from different people and they all have different systems and like to to move forward you need to pick the system you're gonna follow and move on you know move further go level go go next level with that teacher and so this is what i did i chose two teachers i was listening to their free content and i bought a course from one of them and um her course was i i'm not sure i can't remember how it was called no i actually do remember she had this theory about that uh i don't know how it's called in english in russian it was like uh, a woman minus a woman plus and a woman zero uh, so so her theory was that mm, there are like um negatively charged women and positively charged women and also like not charged women and um and she was talking about the feminine qualities in women like uh my point is uh her course was targeted at women who want to find love who want to build successful relationship but it ended up being a course about self-love and um this is like she was the one who taught me what it means to be like a positively charged feminine woman to let out your femininity to let yourself be vulnerable to let yourself like she she taught me to let me be vulnerable to um, put myself first i remember crying so much there was there was a lot of homework and i remember one of those one of the practices she taught us uh it was called cake practice or something can't remember but the point was that um she uh, gave like she actually it was actually homework she made us buy ourselves a cake and cut the first uh, most beautiful the yummiest piece of that cake and eat it um like she was teaching uh, by that practice that the yummiest the most beautiful piece of cake is for us and then everything else we divide uh, and and give to our family like to our kids to our husbands like and etc etc 
And I remember this practice. <laughs> it was like, it hit me. And I, I even found not long ago the entry in my journal about this where it caused some digging, uh, some, you know, self-reflection in me. And um, for the first time, I don't know, maybe in my life, I managed to realize that I was not putting myself first. I didn't even, like, I was not taught to do this. I, it didn't make sense to me uh, because, you know, when they teach you that you need to treat others the way you want to treat your, like, the way uh, you want others to treat you. And this is how, this is how I try to live and to treat myself, like, to put myself first and to give to myself the yummiest piece of cake to like the the best treatment the priority like prioritize my alone time for example it was something absolutely new something i'm not i wasn't used to and um to let myself feel the emotions and cry things out and um to actually become this motherly figure for myself and take care of me because if I don't don't take care of me, no one else will. It was something absolutely new for me. And in that uh, journal entry, I wrote down that, like, I remembered maybe not all the situations where uh, I was not putting myself first, but a lot of situations, a lot of uh, ways where I put my boyfriends first and their interest and um, their desires and their opinion over mine and I felt so hurt and that started feeling like I was betraying myself all, the, all this time because I just didn't feel my value i didn't feel my worthiness i was just throwing myself under the bus every time to make everybody else like me and that hurt the realization of this hurt real bad and i also wrote in that entry that for the first time in my life after a lot of crying and a lot of remembering i managed to look at my photo and honestly tell myself that I am beautiful and that this beauty, this amazing girl that I've known all my life, I was throwing under the bus to please other people. I was neglecting myself. I wasn't protecting myself. I wasn't standing up for myself, for this amazing girl that I want to be loved and treated right and, and adored. And deep inside, I felt that I deserve all this. I want all this. I want to be loved. I want to be adored. I want to be heard. I want to be seen uh, the way I am. And I want to be protected. I want to be safe. And I wasn't getting all of that even from myself. And that was painful to realize. And I had to do a lot of forgiving. And after that teacher, after her course, I began listening to myself. I realized that I don't have any other hobby except for trying to build relationships. I had to, that's when 
I had to, for the first time in my life, figure out what my hobbies are, what do I want to do, like, for myself, remember all the dreams that I had, like, speaking Spanish or, you know, studying astronomy or something else, like, everything else. I, I didn't know myself. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I dreamt about because... Like, all my dreams and all my desires were, like, I didn't pay attention to them because all my life, ever since I was 17 or maybe even earlier, I was busy trying to please others, trying to please my boyfriends, trying to, to like, to make myself likable. I didn't know myself. And that's when I began developing hobbies I literally was making lists of things that are like somewhat interesting for me and I was trying to dig deeper like I was reading about this I was studying about this to figure out what my interests are and also during that time I also found uh, an entry I remember that entry from my diary I finally began uh, thriving being excited about my life, being excited about waking up in the morning and because I had hobbies, because I I was learning songs in Spanish, because I was studying fashion and, and reading like Vogue magazines non-stop. <laughs> and I was excited about my life and my mom once called me and said that like it's all good. Yeah, I was, I maybe I shared with her that like I'm so excited about my life now and she was like, yeah, that's all good, but you're 26 and you're not doing anything to look for a husband like I understand all your excitement but you're 26 and you're not doing anything like you need to start doing at least something and um, since my mom was such an authority for me for a long long time like uh, till I was 20 what 28 I gave in again and she made me, I'm not joking, she made me create, um, what's it called, like to start using dating apps, to create a profile on a bunch of dating apps. And I was so not interested in this. I was angry with men i guess back then and i like i was not i spent so much time trying to please men that i was just not interested in dating and how it looked like my mom was excited and my mom thought it was fun to meet people online and so somebody would text me and i would just take a screenshot and send it to mom and my mom would uh, come up with a smart answer and I would just send that answer because I just I just didn't give a shit and I was on a couple dates and for me the men I met were so not worthy of uh, noticing of paying it like of actually thinking about you know anything serious like I was not interested in that and that's when I had a bunch of crappy first dates where the longer I was talking to those guys the more I understood I was realizing that like that's I don't want that it doesn't make any sense I'm not interested in those people like my standards 
thanks to that course, thanks to those two teachers, started rising up, you know, leveling up. <laughs> and the people I was meeting were not matching those standards. And just the fact that I had to go on first dates with men from dating apps, it was just not for me. And like, I'm not saying that it's not for everybody. You know, there are people who meet the love of their lives on dating apps. And this is amazing. It's just that we need to do what resonates. We don't need to push ourselves. We don't need to make ourselves do anything. We need to, you know, get aligned, take care of ourselves, set our standards, and then do what we're inspired to do, not what we're made to do. And this is like the biggest lesson from that time where I was using dating apps. And so it didn't last long, maybe a couple months. And then I said, I'm done. Like, no, no. And that was the next big step where I had to um, admit to myself and my mom that relationship is not a priority for me right now. And that like, if I don't find anybody and I'm an introvert, this was one more thing, one more reason why I hated dating apps. I never had a relationship with people I never knew before. I never actually had first dates in my life before that, before that period with dating apps. Uh, because I always chose people that I knew I was friends with first. And that was important for me. That was my standard. I needed to, I needed, it was important for me to know that people who I talk to know me before we're dating because I always hated that, you know, that, uh, atmosphere on the first date where people just ask questions not to get to know you but to see if you are a wife material or a girlfriend material or not I just hated it and um, I couldn't relax on first dates and so um, and so yeah it was time for me to admit that if I don't like if I don't find a man uh like any natural way, a natural for me, where I don't have to push it to, you know, put myself on the market because because using social, I mean, using dating apps felt like this to me. Then I'd rather not focus on that. Maybe I'll just, you know, I'll just do my thing. And if I don't meet anybody ever, I'm going to have to be fine with this. And it was easier to accept, uh, easier to admit to myself than to my parents. And uh, this was the first time uh, when I stepped up, you know, and protected myself and said to my parents something I agreed with and they didn't agree with. And um, I don't even remember their reaction because, you know, their reaction wasn't important. The fact that I... I uh, had the gut to, you know, stand up for myself and to articulate something that was terrible for them. That meant a lot to me that I finally began protecting myself, not just, you know, pleasing my mom. And um, by that time, I was what? I was like 27, maybe already. And this is when the place where I was working began feeling like 
less than I want <laughs> and my standards uh, about what I want to do got higher too. And I, I started looking for another job and then I quit this one because I needed to, like, I quit the job that I had because I found a different one, but I never ended up um, starting that one because I didn't like the person who was supposed to be my manager because uh, it was a sales job and he expected me to do cold calls and cold visits actually and I was like no I'm not gonna do it because convincing people to buy something from me when they don't want to buy anything from me it was just also you know yeah I didn't want to be rejected I didn't feel it was needed for me to be rejected first so people would then at some point see my value and this is when I began streaming on Twitch. And um, by that time, I was learning to... I was listening to Abraham Hicks. I was listening to Louise Hay. I was doing a lot of mirror work. And I will share with you like in some future episodes about mirror work. And so I was healing a lot. I was listening a lot of spiritual teachers and coaches. I was doing a lot of... Uh, forgiveness, forgiving work, a lot of journaling. I was healing. It was it was the time of intense healing for me. And so I I didn't want to focus on uh, on my love life. I was too busy setting my standard for the people I wanted to see on my streams. I was fierce back then i like i set some standards for my channel uh, i didn't allow cuss words there well because you know um english speakers sometimes ask me about that and i do use cuss words sometimes uh, myself but um the thing is that there are not many cuss words in english not as many as in russian and uh, i'm fine with using cuss words but there are a lot of people who just, who just, you know, speak cuss language, especially in Russian. I haven't met such people in English. Maybe I have. I don't remember. But in Russian, it's just that some people just substitute normal words with cuss words. And there are a lot of them. There are adjectives. There are like nouns, a lot of verbs. And, um, and this is not pleasant for your ears because... Yeah, no, <laughs> I still don't like it. I do use cuss words myself, but I like when they make your speech richer, you know, when they, when, when you can share your feelings through using those words, not when you just use them instead of normal words in every like normal conversation. And I also didn't like trolling, didn't get, never, I never got trolling. Um, I didn't like, uh, like pranks and some, you know, sarcastic jokes. And, um, yeah, my standards for the conversations I'm ready to have on my, ch on my, uh, channel were too, like my standards were too high and my rules were too strict for Twitch. And this is why I had a lot of people who would, you know, come to my stream and say like, who do you think you are? And you are too demanding and you need to, you know, lower your standards a little bit, like look at this princess. And 
I was practicing setting boundaries, which was an amazing place to teach me how to set boundaries and how to protect myself and how to stand up for myself and how to not settle for less and let others know that what I want in life is like what I get to have. And if you cannot handle me, if you cannot um, talk to me uh, on my terms, then it's fine. You're just free to go. We don't have to settle for each other. Like I get to be the princess that I want to be and you get to be like whoever you want to be. We just don't have to stay on the same channel, in the same room, in the same space. And I, I was learning to speak my truth and, you know, ban everyone who disagrees. And that was a nice experience to have. And this was also, it was teaching me a lot about how to build relationship. Like, you know, not only romantic relationships, but all the relationships in my life. I understood that there are people who don't mind me the way I am. And I don't have to change myself. I don't have to settle for less. I get to choose who I talk to. And I get to, you know, respect myself during all that and put myself first. That was a lot to learn. And I'm so grateful. I like, I'm so grateful to Twitch for being what it is. <laughs> and um, during that time, I had a crush on one person I uh, knew online. I met on Twitch. And um, he was this like, he was interesting. We talked a lot. But he was this, there was this energy around him. He was not available all the time. Like, we had really nice conversations. He found me interesting. Uh, he accepted me. He was a lot of things that my previous boyfriends never were. But at the same time, he wasn't always available. Like, he was the one who could... Uh, text me and then disappear for three days like for no reason and I would see him like in different chats on different like on other people's on other streamers channels he was just not responding to me and I was uh, and this like I had a crush on him I listened to Abraham because I was trying to deal with this because I didn't want to have a crush on him and it was like it was in during the period where I was healing and all of a sudden I'm you know I'm finding myself in the same shitty situation and I was like oh my god I need to learn more I need to I mean I need to know better and um, I healed a lot of triggers back then because I was using this crush uh, to heal myself further because you know when you have a crush uh, you kind of like it's an experience it's an opportunity to use all the knowledge that you gathered to uh, you know to practice uh, to actually um, learn how these concepts work in real life and this is what I was doing. Um, there was a lot of healing. There were a lot of triggers. And um, at some point, I got it. Like, this crash lasted, like, for four months. And then I I realized it. And I was, um, I was able to free myself. 
I was able to just accept the fact that, okay, I have a crush because I, have, because I still want love. This is a sign for me that I'm not ready to, you know, to never date again. I want love. I want to be loved. I want this connection. I want this togetherness. I want relationship, but not with this guy. He helped me to realize through facing what I don't want, what I do want. And I want a guy who is available. And if he's busy, he would just respond to me and say, hey, I, I don't have time right now. I'm busy, but I will get back to you as soon as I'm free. And, um, and then we'll talk. And I don't even remember if I made that list, actually, uh, of the qualities, you know, that I want to, to see in, in a man. But... Uh, that was definitely one of the things that I wanted. I wanted my men to be available. And I just let myself figure out my boundaries, figure out my standards based, based on my boundaries. Like, if I didn't feel comfortable, there's something there. Like, I will heal. It's my job to heal. Like, if something triggers me, it's my job to heal. But um, do I want to see this quality in my, in my future men <laughs> or not? In my future husband or not? And if, if it's not, then that's not him and he's free to go. And so I gave myself time to heal. I gave myself time to get over it. And at the same time, I was, I learned how to observe myself, like, and um, see how my behavior changes when he's around, like when he shows up on my stream. And I, like, I began observing myself and then, uh, writing in my journal like how I change what it triggers in me there was some jealousy that I had to work through and also you know up leveling my standards that I don't want a man who seems to be fine with making me jealous I I don't even know if he knew about you know about the fact that I had a crush on him but uh, I just added those things in my imaginary list of the things that I'm looking for in my future husband. And then one day I woke up and I spent all day doing my thing and I didn't remember about him once. And this is when I realized that I'm healing and oh my god, how good it feels to not be that obsessed with a guy where I can just do my thing and I and I can feel happy just because so much space now is free in my mind and yeah that felt like a huge relief and um this is when I met my future husband I mean he's now my husband I met him also on Twitch and here I also need to say ha-ha to what my mom used to say, that I am not working, I'm not looking constantly for a man, and this is why I will never get married. And I met him on my terms. I met him um, in a place where I was not expecting my man to be, you know, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't expect to meet my future husband there, like I was, this is not why I was streaming, I was streaming because I was very talkative and I wanted to help people somehow and I believed back then that by just showing up on Twitch and talking to people who want to talk to me, I make their life better, 
because some people just they're introverted and they spend a lot of time on the internet and they want a normal decent human conversation uh, maybe it's about something important maybe it's about something not important but during all this time that i was talking uh, like uh, and he was he was with me he followed my channel like a few months in like uh, like i started streaming in may in no in march i started streaming in march <laughs> And he followed me in May, and ever since that, he's been with me. And for now, like for, I mean, in the beginning, he was just lurking. He was just listening uh, to everything I had to say. And I was, you know, as you remember, I was learning how to stand up for myself and how to articulate my needs and my desires. And there were a lot of questions that people asked, like, what are you looking for in your future husband and there were questions like i was vegetarian i mean i am vegetarian and uh, i'm not vegetarian i'm i used to be vegan um like strict strict vegan but then and like it's a totally different story uh, my mom was expecting that i will die soon if i don't start eating meat <laughs> and so i started eating a little bit of fish because like she was yeah that was that time where it was easier for me to agree, like to say yes than to explain <laughs> why not. <laughs> and so um, the point is that I, I didn't eat meat, uh, just fish. And there were questions like, what's going to happen if your future husband uh, eats meat? Like, what are you going to do? And I was like, now these questions don't make sense to me like so what this is a totally different person like if he wants to eat meat he can eat meat i mean it's like it's not that important to me i'm not gonna be cooking meat though so if he wants to eat meat he will have to cook it himself and there were a lot of people on twitch who were like oh you're such a princess but women like supposed to cook for their men and blah 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 or questions like what's gonna happen if your future husband hate cats and i had two and i was like that is impossible and they're like i know but what if and i was like no there can't even be any if what are you talking about i love cats so it's a must that my husband my future husband loves cats there can't be any other way and so by by answering these questions i was also like making it normal in my own mind that this is how it gets to be and all this time he was just listening and he was just present on my on my streams and he was not talking much and then we started chatting and then like i needed his help once and we this is how we started having conversations like off stream outside twitch and we ended up just being friends for a year and a half it was a long distance thing. This is like, it was a long distance friendship. So we had a lot of time to talk. We lived in different cities. And um, then we realized that we like we're in love with each other. And it wasn't just like that, you know, because he, first I had feelings for him and he didn't have feelings for me. And I told him about this and he was like, I'm sorry, not feeling it. And I was like hurt, but then again, you know, I worked through that and I was like, okay. And Abraham Hicks helped a lot during that time. And um, I managed to, like, we managed to stay friends. 
uh, anyway because he was a nice person and we had like he, he got me and he accepted me um, and I learned how to you know articulate my needs and how to be myself and there were many times where like he would say something and I would feel hurt and because I didn't know how to like how to speak about my feelings I would feel upset and just shut down completely and stop talking to him and I would expect him to move on and I would be like okay that's not him and like he he's not what I'm looking for next one and he would still be there. He would show up the next day and ask me. And I would explain to him why I, feel, why I felt hurt. And he would understand. And I would be like, that works? You could do that? You could just explain your feelings? And he would be fine with that? Like, I had a lot to learn during that time. And then... And then I was over him and he had feelings for me and I told him, I'm sorry, I don't feel it. And, you know, we still managed to be friends. And it was it was a long journey until we finally realized that now we, we, we love each other, we're in love with each other at the same time, finally. <laughs> and so, yeah, from there, uh, again, for a while, it was like for a year maybe, uh, maybe for like for six months, no, for a year, I think for a year, it was a long distance relationship where again, we had a lot of time to talk about everything. We talked a lot and this experience was amazing because it taught me how to actually talk about my feelings, how to explain things and be fine with the fact that people cannot read my mind that I need to explain stuff and also um, be responsible for my own feelings and what I needed from him I needed to give it my, to myself first because you know when it's a long distance thing you want cuddles you want love you want attention and he sometimes can't give you an attention you need and you have to realize that you're actually just looking for attention from yourself and you need like you are actually capable of giving your love your attention your support to yourself right now even if he can't like you you're not dependent on him and from that point to continue building respectful amazing beautiful relationship and so the story is, is already longer than I expected it to be but so my point B like I, I spent um, a lot of time talking to you like about my point A like where I started from where I was how I was in my relationship and how my relationship were and then I shared with you my journey and point B now is that we got married in October to, no, in December, Jesus, <laughs> we got married in December uh, last year, 2020, and um, here we are, and I can't say that relationship is hard work. No, when you have the instruments, when you have the tools, and you know what to do, and you know how to address issues, we have some 
things sometimes that need negotiating, you know, that need discussing. Because, yeah, my feelings sometimes get hurt, sometimes his feelings get hurt, but we all know that we're on the same team and that we never wanted to hurt each other. It's just that sometimes we, you know, forget about being mindful in our relationship and that's okay. And then we discuss it and, and it's fine. And I'm still responsible for, for healing my triggers and he's still responsible for healing his triggers. And yeah. And so I'm here, a living example um, of that we can heal and that our standards are our friends and we never have to settle for less than we want. We get to have everything we want in a relationship and we get to put ourselves first and a healthy partner is the one who understands that that's how it should be because a healthy relationship is when there are two people, two separate individuals who put themselves first, who love and respect themselves. And from this point, we don't spend time trying to, you know, to fill the void within us. And we just get to enjoy each other's company and be together and move forward and at the same time you know build a family together and be individuals with with our own hobbies with our own interests and nobody has to drown in in anybody this is not how relationship works i hope this uh episode was inspiring for you uh, and i hope i managed to tell you to let you know that it takes healing but everything takes healing and it's your responsibility to heal and it's your responsibility to put yourself first, to lead by example and let others know that you set the standard uh, for how people treat you and then you just expect that, expect the same thing from them. And also that when you learn how to love yourself, you then know how to unconditionally love your partner because you know we can talk about love but but when the only example of love that we see is like from the movies then we don't have the full story and sometimes many times in our uh, favorite movies the love that we're seeking for that we're looking for the love that we see as an example of a perfect relationship is not it it's just and you start seeing that when you start working on self-love when you put yourself first and when you realize that your standards are a little bit higher than than what you see around you and it's a beautiful journey and like every step was worth it every healing every forgiving it was all worth it and now i'm in this place in my life where i can honestly forgive every ex-boyfriend that i had and i can honestly forgive myself for being in every one of those relationships and this is what made me me and this is what allowed me 
to help you to heal my clients, to help people who want my help and want my guidance and my leadership. I've been through hell in my relationship and here I am and everything is fine and life is beautiful and my relationship now is amazing and it's everything that I ever wanted. And I want the same for you, you guys. So thank you so much for listening. And um, reach out if you want to talk about it. If you want to ask me something. If you want my answers to some of your questions, ask those questions. I'm mostly on Instagram. And um, you can find the link below in the show notes. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. And... um, Yeah, you can be happy anyway. That's my message for you today. Have a lovely rest of your day and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something useful. If you did, please leave a review and rate my podcast and I will see you in the next episode. Love you. Bye.